Your digital legacy. Are you setting up for an exit strategy or an abandonment plan? That's what's in store for you today on this episode of Digital, excuse me, on Legit Podcast Pro. <laughs> Here we go. All right, like taxes, it's inevitable that people die, people stop being involved in the things that they are doing. And the question is, do you know whether you have a, a, an exit strategy plan or an abandonment plan for your digital persona, your media content, your, your entertainment content, all of that kind of stuff? Do you have a digital will? Will your family know what to do with your digital stuff, your social media accounts, your podcast, your YouTube channel, your, your business accounts, money coming in, money going out, logins, passwords, all of that kind of stuff. Do you have a digital will? Well, a digital will is a legal document that outlines how a person's digital assets should be managed and distributed after their death. Digital assets include things like email accounts, social media profiles, blogs, digital photos, online bank accounts, crypto accounts, digital music, any other accounts or files that are stored in the cloud. And it also covers details about who can access these kinds of things, the accounts and the data after your death and what actions they can take. Now, creating a digital will isn't excessively complicated, but it does involve several steps. First off, you need to take an inventory of your digital assets. List out all of your digital assets and include your online accounts, but also your digital files on your personal devices. Don't forget about things like domain names, online businesses, or any digital copyrights or licenses that you might own. And then you need to pick someone. Decide who's going to be that executor of your digital will. Choose someone you trust to manage your digital assets according to your wishes. This person is sometimes referred to as a digital executor. It might be the same as your traditional executor, or it might be someone else entirely. Some digital assets might require specific technical know-how to manage. So you want to make wise choices about these kinds of things. And then you need to provide access. For each digital asset you have, record how you're, how you go about accessing it. This could be a username, password combination, answers to security questions, other kinds of authentication and store this information as securely as possible. So you protect it from unauthorized access during your lifetime. I personally use password manager software on my Mac and my iOS devices and so on. And my wife knows how to get into, you know, knows the master password that gives access to those kinds of things. And it's easy enough to put that master password information into your will, your digital will, and so on. The fourth step is to outline your wishes. Decide what should happen to each of the assets that you have on this inventory after you're gone. For example, you might want certain files deleted, some accounts to be memorialized, others to be transferred to specific individuals. Be as clear as possible to avoid confusion. The thing is, if you don't have that clarity, then it's all going to get just lumped in together with, quote, the estate. And then whoever's in charge of the overall estate will have to figure out what to do, if anything. And if they don't recognize the value or your intentions about things, they may just abandon some of that stuff if they don't perceive it as having a you know cash value or something. Once you've sort of done this and figured out your wishes, then you have to create the document. 
write it all down in a formal document. Now, most places you can handwrite your will as long as you only handwrite the will, but it's better if you're having a will drawn up anyway to include some of this in there. A formal document, it has to follow the laws of your state or jurisdiction. Some places might not have any specific laws about digital wills. So in that case, it would be a part of your your main will, your traditional will. The point is, have this document available as as part of it when you create those things. And if you aren't making a regular will, then at least make sure that the person closest to you who will be responsible for taking care of things will know, here are my intentions, here's the document. And again, if you're creating a, a formal will, a digital will, you need to have it legally validated, just like a traditional one. A digital will will need to be made binding. It usually means being witnessed and notarized. So you're going to want to, again, check with your attorney about the legality of that document. Store the digital will somewhere secure but accessible and ensure that your executor knows how to get to it when the time comes. And don't forget to update this from time to time. As your digital life evolves, your digital will will need to evolve accordingly. You may have new accounts and passwords and assets, which should be added promptly to keep the will current. So again, I argue strongly in favor of using these password manager tools and so on. Now remember, digital wills are a relatively new concept and the laws around them can vary widely from place to place. So it is really recommended that you consult with a legal expert when creating your digital will. Now, what happens if you don't die, but you're done for whatever reason? Maybe you're finished, you've just decided not to continue, or you quit, or you retire, or you decide to leave the team that's making the show, or you have a breakup with the partners, or you get divorced, or you decide to sell your interest in the in the podcast or the YouTube channel or what have you. What are the terms of that transaction? Who is allowed to take it over and buy it and who isn't? What? How do you get compensated for the value that you've created in that arena? A succession plan for your podcast or YouTube channel is the way you deal with this. It ensures continuity of your digital content if you're unable to manage it yourself, whether it's for any of these reasons. So again, to, to create a succession plan, you need to identify who's taking things over. Or is there a buy-sell agreement in your podcast co-production agreement or partnership agreement or hosting agreement? So you want to identify who takes over, who is going to be responsible for this. Document the processes. Again, write out a thorough guide that outlines the process of how you'd make your show so that someone else could take it over. This is a good idea anyway, so that if you decide to bring on team to offload some of the workload, you're able to do that as well. So include all the technical aspects, what software you use, how to log in, those kinds of things, what AV equipment, what recording and editing techniques you use. Cover all the more creative aspects like your planning and scheduling process, marketing strategies, audience engagement, all of your processes and methods. Do those, make sure you have those documented. And then again, share the login details for your channels and podcast platforms and social media accounts and all of that with the people who are going to be taking over. State clearly what you want to happen. Again, this is sort of part of that digital will kind of thing we're talking about. You may want things to carry on in the same style and evolve, or maybe you want to wrap it up with a few concluding episodes. You might even record a final episode to just sign off if, if something happens. And again, consult with your lawyer. Make sure that the necessary provisions are in your will or in your podcast prenup, the agreement that you have with your co-hosts or, or, or co-production team and so on, so that that transition of ownership and management can happen. 
if you're generating revenue, you got to make arrangements for how the financial stuff is going to change hands or, or be transferred. Things like monetization from the YouTube or, or whatever podcast platform, Patreon memberships, all those kinds of things. So you might need to work with a, a financial person or a lawyer to ensure the transition happens smoothly. And again, you want to make sure that you have a way to communicate any transition to your audience. Now, you know, if you die, somebody can come on and say, hey, we're so sorry, so-and-so is gone. Here's what we're going to do, you know, that kind of thing. But if you're not dead and you want to make sure you control the message a little bit, that's a, a really important thing to make sure you have that communication plan. Like the digital will, whatever you're doing for a succession plan should be reviewed regularly. If you have an LLC or a corporation, you want to make sure that it's understood how a departing member or, or shareholder is compensated, what the terms of the buy-sell plan are and those kinds of things. The goal here is to ensure that your work lives on and the value established in that work inures to the benefit of the people you want it to. And that includes your audience. So having a trusted person who understands and appreciates what you're doing and your vision is a great way to make sure that your digital legacy is handled in a way that aligns with your wishes. If you don't have any of these things in place, what you are basically doing is pulling the plug on the life support for everything you've built and created in your life. And that may be exactly what you want to happen. I'm gone. So is any, you know, those digital traces of me. But if you want your podcast to still be out there, you've got to provide for the hosting account to be persistent. You've got to, you know, pay for the next 10 or 20 years or something like that, or make, make instructions for that kind of thing. I think that we'll see, you may want to get some insurance or something like that. And I think we're going to see products like that available that allow for the payment of, of certain kinds of bills so that our digital legacy can live on. So here's a few other just random thoughts about what you might do to set up for your exit. First off, be as organized as possible from as early in the, in the game as you can. Keep track of your episodes. Keep track of your titles and copyrights and so on. You, you own copyrights in every episode you make, whether you've registered those copyrights or not. So make sure that you have that organized in some kind of a list or spreadsheet, or maybe it's just a file folder on your computers or whatever. Make sure that's preserved and that there, everything's on, under one roof in one place. It is often a good idea to have that company, that, that LLC or corporation, because those things can outlast the life of the owner. Whereas if you're just in a partnership joint venture, they don't outlast it and you have more legal wrangling to do. If you have a distinctive brands, you want to protect them with trademarks. Again, in the name of the company is a good way to do that. Again, the copyrights, very valuable assets, but only if you have a record and can track and protect them. You want to keep all your accounts as clean as possible, web and hosting and social with, you know, just the one owner, the, you know, and whoever's paying the bills and so on has access if the, if something goes wrong. And you want to make sure that your bookkeeping is kept straight, bookkeeping and other record keeping, really. All of these are things that you can and should do to protect against the, the what-if scenarios that can come up if you are no longer running your podcast or channel. Now, if you're making a, an exit on your own terms, then you have the opportunity, of course, to make a final episode, sign off and say goodbye to your listeners or whatever, let them know it's going to be done. Or you could just decide to, you know, fade out into, into oblivion. That's okay too. If you are not able to do those things because you're disabled or you've, or you've passed away, well, 
you want to have some kind of a plan. And that's all I'm thinking. Get, I'm saying is just get started thinking about these kinds of things because it really is inevitable. Something is going to happen eventually that's going to lead to the end of your show, the end of your channel, the end of your business, whatever. And the more you can do to set things up for a soft landing, the better for your your family, your your heirs, your friends, and your audience. So that's going to be it for this episode of Legit Podcast Pro. I'm Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer, and I'll see you again next week with another episode. Have a great week. 